Hello, everybody, and welcome to the one and only Young Minds Podcast. So when this episode started, Frank, the, the way you're looking at me right now, you're so upset. So upset. That was cute. Don't worry. You like it. Uh, we start, well, Frank starts this podcast by hitting us with this weird alien talk and that the world is taking over. I slipped. The okay. world is being taken over by robots. Uh, robots, not aliens. Okay. So when I say we're getting taken over by aliens, that's possible. I was so but I'm not. No, no. Yeah, I totally fucked up. Because so I was like, what do I say? How do I introduce this? And then I hit aliens first. And that wasn't what I meant. I meant robots. Well, so thank you for clarifying. Take it with a grain of salt, please. Yeah. Then uh, what, what do we talk about right after? You know, something um, you said. After that. Oh, so we talk. Well, talking about robots and how they're driving for us and basically outsourcing our effort. But then you went into WW. Okay. That was the next thing. Yeah. We talked yeah. about Weight Watchers. Who are that? Okay. WW. Now they're, they're WW. Um, why they're tanking. You know, because the, they are Cause in, they the, suck. It's in the health industry, the fitness industry, and they are tanking hardcore. Cool. We already talked so about So we talk about that. And then uh, really cool space stuff happening. There is a market in space that's that's going on, and we explain that with SpaceX and Elon Musk. And then Frank jumps into the early 2000s and how... Um, little, we did a little time travel. Yeah, how TV one. shows started, how it affected the, the culture. Yeah, like the evolution of right? television and how it affects the culture. It's actually really awesome. So um, that, I think, was a big chunk of what we talked mm-hmm. about. And we also talked about that Momo challenge, too. Oh, yeah. Which is ridiculous. Do, do this right now. Yeah. Google yeah. Momo and click Google Images Momo. Yeah, and then, before the and then podcast you'll know. starts. You'll know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and then we actually discuss our new structure for this podcast, which you'll find out later. But without any further ado, we're jumping into episode 59. Yeah. Is it? 59. Oh, so close to 60. Oh, we're so... <laughs> oh, man. Okay, here we go. I... Enjoy, guys. Baby. Hey, Frank, what exactly does it mean to be growth-minded? Well, Justin, I'm glad you asked. It's a state of mind where you realize you don't know everything, but are open and willing to learn more in order to achieve more. And how does one know where to learn these things? What if it's false information? Well, bud, that's why you listen to the Young Minds podcast, where they tackle the most up-to-date and relevant topics with unfiltered discussion aimed at optimizing this video game that we call life. Wow, I'm excited. I think I'm going to go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple iTunes and Facebook. <laughs> so I don't want to shit on it and ruin it. I was like, maybe we could add something at the end. Oh, I don't, I don't We're getting taken over by aliens. What do you, what? Whoa. We are going to. Okay. No, we're getting taken over by robots. Oh, 100%. Yeah, not aliens. I mean, if, if, it, it, already, if it already hasn't happened. It has. We're getting taken over by something that's not us, right? We're creating it, though. That's the, that's the scary part. You talk about AI? AI, uh, robots, and or alien, whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely okay, not Frank, aliens. Frank has officially okay. lost his mind. No, no, no. Okay. So we're getting taken over by robots, though, 100%. So last night, I test drove the uh, BMW M850i, which is a new series. M8? M850i. Do they always make an M8? So it's not M8. It's M850i. So, like, it's not the M8. Okay. It, it, whatever. If you know BMWs, you understand what I'm talking about. Otherwise, who gives yeah. a fuck? I don't, it's, it's no, a new I don't car. know cars. But it's, it's a, like, top-of-the-line car, and it's like, oh, all the bells and whistles. So now... Did I get into this thing and there's this th- parking assist. Now, it's not parking assist, it's parking itself. <laughs> it's not it's not you, you know, doing anything. It does it on its own. It's yeah, like but I they, got it. They've bitch. had that. They've had the parallel parking cars. Mm, you know? It it does that, but then it t- 
takes you out of situations that you may not know how to maneuver out of. So, for example, mm. pulled it into my driveway, into the garage, and what, whenever you pull into the garage, right, you pull into a spot. The car doesn't know where it is exactly, but it, it knows how it got where it is relative to the surroundings. It's always collecting data. And then you put it in park, then you put it in reverse. So now it knows, okay, I'm where I ended, so I know how I got here. Let me get out. And you put it on automatic reverse. It's like this automatic reverse feature, and it just gets itself out of my garage, down and around my dri- My driveway curves, goes around, avoids like the hanging over plants and the branches, maneuvers itself into the street, turns and aims down the road. Like as if it knew where I wanted to go. I came from the north and it aims me north. And then it goes, like go. It's your turn to drive. (laughs) Like we're getting taken over. That's crazy. Is it useful though? Is that like. If you. All right. So this is this is my my issue now. I go. The more we give. And like you were saying before we started the podcast, like the more we we lend our skill and attention to machinery and our knowledge, the less we're going to be capable of doing. Oh, 100%. Right? And it's like, in this case, I mean, you were talking about your uh, the cruise control in your car, how your car will speed <clears> up <throat> and slow down yeah, when according it's, to when whoever's it's in, in front control. of them. Yeah, exactly. right? So like, if it senses a car's up in front of you, it, it'll stop for you or slow yeah. down and maintain that distance, which is understandable but still crazy. Oh, dude, it, um, it's so cool. Dangerous. Every time I drive and I'm on cruise control, I'll be, I usually cruise control at like 75, 80. And then if a car cuts into my lane, it's just like by, by myself, the car just goes and like slows down. It's freaking And then out. I just tail that car, like two car lanes behind. It'll do it automatically. Bro, I, I, don't, I, I, would, I don't have to do anything. Uh, I'd be hugging that brake pedal. No, so you don't even, hard. you just trust it. Oh, fuck no. You just no, trust no. it. See, that's, that's how you You die. know where it's fucking me that's up though, my die. car? My car has, um, Brake assistant, like crash, no, collision assistant. Like a warning. like No, not a warning. It slams my brakes. Oh. And it, so I talked to someone before I got this car who has that feature and they were telling me like, oh, I shut it off because it's, it doesn't work too well. I was like, oh, let me, let me try it. You know, just in case, cause I've had times where you look down for something, not texting. I don't text and drive, but you look down for All something. All the time. No, I really, I, dude, it skews me out. Yeah. If I pick up my phone I'm in the car, it. I get like itchy. It's weird. But I'll look down and then look up and a car's right there and you just like hit your brakes quick, right? So I was like, oh, let me leave this on because, you know, it's a it's a robot. It's a sensor. It could do it for me. And a couple times now, you know when a car is at a stop sign and you know they're about to go, so you kind of don't stop where they are now because you know they're taking off? Mm-hmm. Well, I was doing that and the sensor read it as, holy shit, like you're coming in hot and this car is there. But I knew that car is about to leave. So all of a sudden, it shuts off my music. A big red sign in the dash goes break, and it's like, and then all of a sudden my ABS just goes, and bro, everything like I was up in my seatbelt, just like, like, like I just re-entered Earth in an orbit, and I hit the atmosphere, dude, and like all the shit on my my food went flying in, into the foot re- into the foot area, and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's so annoying because I anytime I shut my car off and turn it back on, it's on, so I have to go into the settings and shut it off. 
but I have to do that every time I start my car if I wanted to keep it off. Mm-hmm. And it's happened three times now where my brakes just get applied automatically. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And like, like you don't get it. You don't get it. Dude, it's so annoying. But it will save me in a situation where that's happening. Mm-hmm. But the three times it's happened so far and I've got slammed into my seatbelt, it didn't have to do it. Like I was aware. Yeah. Not, but see, that's, so that's where technology is like, uh, is yeah. it good or is it going to fuck me up really bad? Yeah. Right. So like when old cars used to break, they had no anti-lock brake system. Right. Yeah, and that would mean that you just locked the tires. And that is not as good. Like you would think, like, all right, stop the wheels. And however the car stops, it stops. But if you're going fast enough, that friction of the stop tire is not enough. You just yeah. <laughs> just go. So ABS was definitely so ABS was awesome good. Because it, it, your intent is there and it'll stop you quicker. That's, that's great. Like, let's have that. But now having the automatic stop is the added feature that takes away from your attention now you don't have to put as much effort in you should be fully attentive you're driving a rocket you're like if we really perceive how fast 60 or 70 miles an hour is like if you drive past someone really close at 70 miles an hour like that's fast you don't understand it when you're driving because you're just like oh well i do this you know when you get it you know when you get how fast that is i got into a car accident hitting a stopped car going bro maybe like 15 20 miles per hour 20 and holy fucking shit that was a car accident dude i was like that was a blast like metal on metal 20 20 miles an hour i can imagine 30 40 50 60 and just like on the highway like you said 70 dude it is it is not a joke and and having the robots there you definitely are a little more lenient yeah, but it's like, like it's, it's inevitable. We take the path of least resistance all the time. It's like wearing a crutch, right? If you, I mean, wearing a, a cast on your your knee, or wearing like a wrap or a brace. on your knee, yeah. a brace. That's what I'm looking for, not a cast, right? And it's like you're going to slowly release the pressure from your your muscles, and you're not going to apply as much because it's structure. There's structure there, and someone else is doing the work for you, and you're going to slowly atrophy in that muscle, and you're going to be imbalanced. It's the same thing when you're driving. Mm-hmm. If you're not applying your mind to what you're doing, you're going to slowly atrophy those skills, and they're going to go away. And then when you're faced with, oh, can you drive my my, you know, 1999 Camry to the to the station? I I you know I need to get fixed yeah, or yeah. a tire repair. You don't you think about like, it. Uh, I'm going to go text. Oh shit. And yeah. just hit somebody. You don't you know, think like, about it, but you're definitely less aware. It's not good, man. It's not good. But driving this car yesterday, I was like, we have come a very long way. And on top of that, dude, there's this uh, where the, the dome lights are, right? Like for- your, on, this, on the roof? Yeah, the dome lights. So you turn on the light and you can see anything. Okay. In between that is a sensor. And as you're driving, you could, like as if you had a magic wand, like your pointer finger was a magic wand. If you spin it like a dial- just in the air. Just go like this. It, the volume goes up. No, the other way. So like you're pointing at the Shut screen up. and you do like a wand twist. It'll be like, so volume up. Like you're mimicking the volume That's thing. really cool. And it goes up. And then I like that a lot. The volume down. And then you could, you throw two fingers like, pop. No. You just throw them out up. and it'll pause the music or like uh, mute. And then there's a way to answer the phone and you could start like, you could actually log in all different hand gestures. I like that what a lot. You want. That's really cool. It's cool because there's so many features that they don't have enough buttons and there's going to be so much time for you to click a screen to try to get all these features. Now they have to figure out like Dude. sign language to I make love your features that. work. I'm going to do it in my car and just unreal, unreal. <laughs> just spin my hand around. It, it makes no sense to me. And then on the, the dash, there's this heads up display with the speed limit and it turns red when you're going too fast. I would hate that. I would shut that off right yeah, away. Yeah, it's like, shut up, bitch. Yeah, I like, make my own rules. When are you not driving? But it's like limit? they're trying to do the work for you. All of it. 
and this is just where we're going in society. Like everything is just being bolstered down and automated. And it's like, what's too much at what point? Cause it's luxurious. It's nice. But I've been in cars that are just as comfortable and luxurious. But like now these are luxuries that are hindering our performance as people. Well, let me, let me say and, this. I've heard of a, a lot of people talk and I think you've heard of this too on a certain podcast where the future is kind of going to be filled with self-driving cars. Um, yeah. to, to get rid of traffic. And I think they're already doing it in, um, is it California or China where they have lanes where cars just drive themselves? And I don't you, know. I, it's one or the other. Cars drive themselves in a certain lane and that lane actually charges the car. It's got like a strip under it. That's insane. It's really cool. I know China actually has a lane where you could text and walk. Yeah, but that's not driving. But that's, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, There's I guess. There's a lane where you could text and With the and amount walk. of people they have, you have to kind of like. That's ridiculous. If you're not going to be looking up, get in this lane. How hard is your life? You have to text and walk. And then there's it. a designated road for it. You're enabling it. Of course. But we've I all feel like it. it should always be taboo. Yeah. I think we could wait till we sit down. But uh Maybe. But see now the idea with self driving cars, right? Like why would you want a self driving car? Then what's the point of the car? It should then be like a train or like a a comp- like something well, that could hook onto another car and you could all like link together it won't be a nice thing anymore there's no reason for it to be nice anymore it's not no need to handle well like it should just lock onto a track at that point there's no reason to have something that's so outsourced that it's not unique anymore you know, yeah like, well what i'm thinking is, is is when they're self-driving cars i mean think about it no one will need to buy a car anymore because cars will just be in the street waiting for you to be used like a, a uber call it's like cart right almost like cart. Cars, yeah, yeah. yeah and you don't have to have the expense of a car anymore and then you don't need the real estate of all the parking lots. Imagine that. Because you, you yeah. don't need parking lots anymore. The car drops you off of where you need and you're out. God, so you take a and Tesla then, there and a Camry back. Or they would all yeah, be the same, be all, like, yeah. whatever. And then um, there'd be no traffic because most of the traffic, they show studies that traffic is from, literally, it could be avoided if you just don't tailgate too close to someone. Yeah, that was a loud wait. Yeah, someone, someone I wonder if you guys heard that. Um, traffic is because people tailgate too close and there's a lot of braking. So it makes mm-hmm. other people break. Yeah. And if everyone stayed two car lanes, two car lengths yeah. away, there would be no traffic. So self-driving cars, you don't have to worry about anything. It would all just go smoothly. Yeah. You know, I think it's yeah, I mean, idea. that's a better, it's, idea. it's an idea. That's a better idea. But then what do you do with all these cars? And then it's like, holy shit, we have a the cars that we have already. Yeah. Like recycle ship them, it somehow. Ship them over somewhere. Yeah, ship them somewhere else where they disappear. <laughs> you know, like they got to go somewhere. So I mean, it's just like, it could be used. There's so, or maybe, used. yeah, whatever. We're not going to figure it out. That's, uh, that's yeah. for them to figure out. Those guys. Have you, um, have you had any <laughs> dreams of the Momo? Uh, I actually stopped having dreams because I started, uh, doing a little schmokey schmokey again. <laughs> so I haven't been <laughs> Two topics. What are we talking shit? about here? <laughs> no, nah, it's so funny because I broke my, my pot fast and it's really not what it's all hyped up to be, man. Not gonna lie, I like it. What's not hyped up? It's not as I thought. It was super beneficial, and it's just it's not bad or good. I'm just like, okay, I'll do this whenever. I don't really mind. Mm-hmm. It used to be like, no, nah, I should do it every night. Like, why not? Now I'm like, yeah, no need. Like, wow. keep the tolerance. There. Is Jen upset? No, because when we're together, it's you know, that's when it goes down. Okay. Because like when I'm alone, like last night, I was like, I don't really care to do it, and I like that. I like that I'm now dissociated from go to bed, get high, go to bed. You know, so I like that. Okay. 
Yeah, but no, how was, I don't like the high. I like the CBD. I noticed that I just like the. Did CBD you buy? Effect. Did you buy some? Yeah, no, I have. I've always had a tincture. Which like, you, laying would in you my get? Room. Select, select, or Ned. Yeah, just because I've had it. It's just like sitting in my room. Yeah, and then from there, I think we'll see what. Yeah, select is not a full spectrum CBD though. Ned is. Yeah, I so. beats my meat, dude. I whatever it is okay. feels good. All right, <laughs> but uh, let's let's talk about anyway. that because you just came back from your caffeine break. Yes, I have. How and was day one of caffeine? Caffeine is incredible. Caffeine is just <laughs> like wow. Okay, yeah, there's a huge difference between drinking it and not drinking it. Yeah. Um, kratom. I tried. I have done. What is it? Two days ago. I did it two days ago. And did it feel different? I love taking I just, a week off. No. No, no, same shit. Because it's no very tolerance. mild. Yeah, it's so mild that I don't really feel it. Yeah. Um, but the anti-inflammatory aspect is always there. It's always present. So kratom forever. I'll I'll like that forever. I don't really care. Um, but I don't need it. So I I think it's just something that if I'm in pain, like right now I deadlifted a lot without a belt and my ego got ahead of me. So I'm feeling a little bit tight in the pelvis. So I know that that little what you had kind of. That's what I had. Happen. That is not way different. More mild. Bro, I couldn't but, even walk. Yeah. But more mild. Same spot. So I think we're going to probably take a little bit. So it'll be kicking in very soon. <laughs> you took some? Yeah, I took some, but oh. I don't feel it yet. Okay. Um, How much? Uh, One and a half grams. But I took one and a half before. So oh. I knew I wanted a total of three today. So one yeah, and a half. I took three straight. Yeah. So now I'm at three. But uh, regardless, just the feeling of caffeine is something that I want to baby that. I want to drink the caffeine one day and then not drink it for a day or two like whenever i can't i won't because it's a weapon that shit i've said it a while ago and slowly just started drinking it every day and then i was like okay it's not as powerful that's a weapon like weed eh, it's whatever you know kratom it's whatever caffeine it's a weapon you could use that and be like oh i'm up now like right now i'm, I'm lit like my brain is like yeah you didn't even have a lot either no i had half a school what is that 150 i'm already on like 350 yeah, so I'm. I feel great. Like I feel very, very straight and very like energized, ready to go. So, if you guys have any, you know, daily routines that you do and it involves caffeine, try just just try, try to lower it a little bit and then omit for like a week. It's worth it because then when it comes back, you're like, holy shit, this is powerful. So, little, yeah. Little and tips. I always like to say that this is again just do it no this is again me not listening to my own advice but i always like to say that you shouldn't get dependent on anything yeah. you know but here i am not dependent on caffeine yeah fucking dependent on it if you can't and you start making an excuse that was me with weed i was like hmm no i, feel I like should I... shouldn't smoke it i don't need to and i was always like but there's no reason to stop that's and yeah. i was like yeah there's no reason to stop but try it like try to stop and then just teach yourself something about yourself it just it does it happens yeah, whatever you don't have to hash it out now <laughs> we won't waste the airwaves i feel like now i just have to do it yeah now you have i'll to. put up a poll on instagram yeah that use uh just listen to seek the external yeah exactly validation i need more people telling me not to do it and then i won't do it there you go okay guys you heard them but the anyway, momo like i mentioned before the momo how scary was that i have not you been that scared in a while i, don't I gotta it say it's a genius propaganda or you know, it's a genius way to kind of media hype, so to speak. Like, it's a great story. It's a great th but symbol of what's going on right now. Yeah, but whoever made it... It's hysteria. Is it's not, it is just hidden. Like, he's not getting any credit. He or she is not getting credit. It's not like... A, the artist? Yeah. That made it? Whoever, like, Quote, fabricated artist. all these videos. Oh, no. You know I what I mean? But they're all different. The videos are all different. It's the face and then text subtitles that come up. If anyone doesn't know what Momo is, let's, yeah, let's explain, explain that first, please. right? 
Um, so Momo is this freaky statue. Bird. It's like a bird woman. Let's we'll say it's like a it's actually like a really, Google it. Yeah, Google, Google Momo. M O M O. And just go to images. Google and, images. It just prepare to like <laughs> your heart to skip a beat for a second. It's freaky <laughs> as fuck. Um, it's just a scary face, and it's so it's so eye catching and freaky that it makes a great news story, especially when paired with the story itself, right? So now it's this picture of this bird lady. If you look it up, you'll understand. Um, that pops up in the middle of kids' YouTube videos. So kids will refer to whatever YouTube series that they like, and it'll look all great from the thumbnail, and they'll go click it, and they'll just believe that they're watching whatever show. Well, it'll like. be the actual show. Like, it'll be the yeah. cartoon show that they clicked on. Yeah. But then a couple minutes in, it'll cut for, like, 10 seconds. And in those 10 seconds, the Momo character would pop up, and it encourages kids to... Um, it, go, it like really creepy song. It's always a song, right? Like a kid's song. Like and, Momo's gonna kill you. And, but Momo's then also it encourages them like, hey, kids, when your parents are asleep at night, that's when you grab the knife and you kill yourself. And then Make 10 sure seconds. you're filming it. Yeah, yeah. And then 10 seconds after it cuts back to the cartoon so that parents don't see it. You know, that's why they did yeah. that. So it's really quick. The kid sees it because he's watching the whole thing. And every time the parent glances over it, there's nothing there. Yeah, and it's 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 viral. It's in all these kids' videos, and they're trying. My to... problem is that it's well, not my problem, but the problem that I have with this is that it's not that big of a phenomenon. It's just it's eye catchy, and it's, it's sexy. not because there's they actually said that no one has killed. Only one person has killed themselves. That's from it. natural selection, dude. But <laughs> no, of course. But the thing is, it's scary as um, technology grows. What we have to watch out for, like think of who made this. It's not an easy thing to do. You got to know tech. You have to know um, coding, filmmaking, and so it's an adult. It's an yeah. adult that made this and put it out there. For yeah. debatable, there's some kids who are just wizards, dude. They grew with this shit in their pants. They're just coming out of their diaper. Maybe, dude. yeah. Okay, so maybe seventeen and up. Seven. But regard seven. You're I could out see of your a, mind. I could see a seven year old doing this shit, bro. Dude, that's technical. That's very technical. I. You ever see like a little seven year old with a Rubik's cube? No, you don't. You ever know. see that the cup stacking kids? Oh, you like, mean like fuck? Did you do that? You know what? Like, maybe maybe in like China or something. Yeah, dude. There's some little kids. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know. No but racial. Regardless. This is promotion. But damn, little Asians are badass motherfuckers, dude. They always have these crazy disciplines. Where I'm like, I, I can't. E I couldn't even do that if I dedicated three years of my life to it. Yeah, but it's just it's just. I think it highlights the the point of uh, technology scary. You know those people who of course run around screaming. That. Well, the problem is like kids that have technology in their pocket, right? Like. That's a huge responsibility because you have to have the wherewithal to filter information that's real, that's not real, that applies to you, circumstances that apply to certain people, like the glorification of people on Instagram. Just like we kind of hit this a lot, but there's so many layers to it and it's very important. Like I find myself doing it too. Like I'll look at someone and be like, oh, they have comparable body mass, right? And then they're that strong. And I'm like, what the fuck? How'd that happen? But I understand the science. I understand that there's individual differences. I have no idea their backstory. I don't know what they eat, what they do, how they train, what they do for a living. Like, I have no idea, but I still get that, like, that gut feeling like, fuck, man, I, I could step up my game a little bit. It's like, no, dude, no, focus on you. And imagine yeah, that type of social influence. Imagine having that social influence when you were on AIM and the people that you knew in person and you knew their story, you'd still get jealous of them. Now imagine you don't know people at all and you have that ability to get completely engulfed in their quote unquote success or what they look like in their best light. And you're sitting there 
knowing your reality, knowing that maybe your parents are fighting and that your household is in distress and all you see are the positives of other people. And you're like, those people are living optimal lives. They have no idea what I'm, I'm feeling. And you feel super alienated. You don't feel any bit re- uh, related to the people around you. At least you and I, we grew up and we knew that there were people with problems. Things have, you know, certain circumstances that make people a certain way and we interact with people who we know oh they had a rough upbringing you know i i thought i had a rough now nah, they have it rough like you were able to do that type of uh analysis kids can't do that they're just seeing pictures immediate 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 and they're spending time on that shit and that's scary man that freaks me out fuck momo it's scary it's more the social dynamic scares the shit out of me yeah i mean i was talking to um a client of mine who has a kid i think i think i think he's like one and a half or two sorry if i'm wrong doug um, and I actually asked them, I was like, what do you do? Like, cause I talked about Momo and he, he actually knew about it. And he said it actually came out like last year, late last year is when it, I don't know why it's hitting the news now, but it hit the news a little bit late last year, but now it's all over the place. Um, and I asked him like, how, what do you do to censor stuff? Like, does your kid have an iPad? And he's like, yeah, but he goes on YouTube for kids. There's a certain YouTube for kids and it's only cartoon videos, yeah, you fucking know, baby shark. And that, yeah, stuff Bro. like that, right? Oh my god, my niece. And is then, special. um, and then he said that was basically it. I think, you know. And there's, there's, he checks once in a while. He says he watches the shows, yeah. with him, you know. So play that shit in your. But it's still, stuff. it's still a um. I don't know. I don't think it's a positive thing. It's definitely to, not positive to, to put kids in there front of screens. There has to be prerequisites like for internet use. There just have to be. Age is one of them, you know. And like you have, there should be like a competency. Something like really, I'm not a big. I'm not a firm believer on like making things illegal and banning things, but there are some aspects to what the internet provides where we really need, you know, like porn. It's like, oh, are you 18 or older? Click, like, check, yes, and then you are, and then it's fine, and now you're on porn. Like, it's a little different. That's like, it's not that harmful. That's actually really not. It's harmful in its own way, right, with porn, but there's actually like some sort of disclaimer. But YouTube has all of this shit. All of these ideas, you could make a chlorine bomb on YouTube. Remember chlorine bombs back in the day? Did you ever do that? No. We take chlorine and that was uh, all you, dude. Ah, fuck. Whatever, chlorine and baking soda. I think it was something. I don't know. Okay, I think it was chlorine and baking soda. I made dry ice bombs. I didn't know what dry ice was, but I knew about those. So I would put chlorine and baking soda, and we put it in a any bottle. Imagine and that on your skin. Sh- throw it somewhere, and then you'd run away and be like, "Just <laughs> waiting, and you're." Yeah, and it was that's exactly what a dry ice bomb is. And it was like, yeah, but like we didn't know. It was just told by like my friend's older brother. And then like that's how we knew. It was just disseminated information. But if we didn't have that kid, then we would have no idea. But if I heard chlor- if I heard dry ice bomb, I didn't have a way to look it up or do anything. So I would have never, I didn't mess with it. So having YouTube, you're like, oh, type it in. Okay, cool. There's this way, there's this way, there's this way. Let's do it. And it's immediate. You're immediately able to do some shit that you would never normally do. And when you're a kid, you're not looking to make the world a better place. You know, you're always looking to get into mischief and fuck around. So scares the shit out of me, man. And kids are like, oh, I know where my dad's gun is. <laughs> like, fuck. That's that's not good. I don't think. I mean, that has nothing to do uh, with the Internet. Wait. Wait on it. Wait on what? I don't know. There's going to be one thing. There's going to be one video where it's like the shoot your friend challenge. There's going to be some shit. There was like the ghost ride the whip challenge. There was like um, the fucking eating Tide Pods. 
smoking fucking now the kids smoking USB chargers. What are these jewels? What? The jewel. Oh, it's like a fucking USB. Charger. I was like, that's a challenge now. Smoke your USB. No, but they're smoking USB port? at like seventeen. I had seventeen. I had like seven. You know, like yeah, kids smoking really, really young, like young, young, really, like middle school young, not seven. Seventh grade is what I meant, but <laughs> I don't know. There's probably a seven seven year old that's doing some crack or something. But uh, he goes by Chaz in the hood. Little seven well, year old Chaz. Back to the fitness industry. Anyway, right? Um, do you know the company it's the Caffeine? Sorry, bro. Do you know the company Weight Watchers? Do I know the company Weight Watchers? Yes. yes right. Everyone knows Weight Watchers. Yes. Did you hear what Thanks happened for to the them? Stupid question. What happened? Well, uh, you know how I've been talking about like a fitness revolution. How things are no. changing. Have you? Yeah. What are you talking I've about? been talking about a fitness revolution. I basically say it every time. Like we're starting. Got it. Okay. Like the way we approach fitness Got and it. the way just 10, 15, 20 years ago was approaching fitness is different mm-hmm. and it's kind of switching now. Yeah. Um, so Weight Watchers, they changed their name, right? They changed their name because they were seeing a drop in clientele. Mm. 600,000 subscribers lost, like to their, to their lost? program. Lost? Lost. $50 million lost. Oh. And they, they they attributed to the word weight in their name. Like, watch your weight. Um, because back then it was all about like fat loss, right? Mm. But now we're kind of seeing it differently the way we see it, how it's about really optimizing your life and becoming healthy in every single aspect and the lifestyle. Yeah. So they changed their name to WW. <laughs> it's WW. WW. Their pack, it's just WW. Okay. Yep, it's not Weight Watchers anymore. It's WW, but it stands for Weight Watchers. I don't, I don't think they like to say that anymore. I think it's just WW. What is it? Just white women, D- dude? I don't know. But anyways, because <laughs> that's really all I so know. So now, so, so listen to this. So I read this article and I was, I was seeing all these numbers drop and everything, and I, so I, I started looking into WW. So DJ Khaled is now an ambassador. DJ Khaled, man. DJ Khaled, He's a bro. Genius. He is fat. Like really fat and out of shape and probably has horrible lifestyle decisions. He's relatable. <laughs> Are you being serious? I that's the only thing I can think about with that. Dude, but but picture picture this. You could be fitness. successful and chunky it's like a two. Fi- Embrace yourself. Women, let's go. I don't know any men who do it, and I'm sorry if you if you're a dude on Weight Watchers, you just need to get Yeah, I actually don't know any home. men that do yeah, it either. Please, please, but please, anyways, please. DJ Khaled is the brand ambassador for this fitness health program. That cracked okay. me up right off the bat, right? The then, keys to weight loss. <laughs> got the keys. <laughs> Anyways, I was just like, I, I was laughing with myself looking at that. Then I um, I saw a package of, because I never really looked into Weight Watchers, what it was. Uh, so I, it's just food, right? And everything's got points. Yeah. So one of their food was an ice cream cone. They have all these different ice creams you can eat in a certain point. Points. So I click on it. And I'm like, you know what? What are the ingredients to this ice cream? Hmm. Dude, Weight Watchers, what millions of people help to lose weight, they have uh, sugars, polydextrose, hydrogenated oils, artificial sweeteners, gels, meltradextrin, and and just a lot more garbage. And all their foods are prepackaged and filled with this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the only way you could do it. It's just blowing my mind that this is... That is the consumer version of weight loss that's that's all it is it's the highly highly processed uh, highly automated version of trying to be healthy there's this like parallel nutritional universe out there nutrition and fitness universe where it's like quick easy to the point what like the most surface superficial shit you could possibly think of like weight watchers they're not lying 
Wait, watchers, please. WW is not lying, right? <laughs> like they're actually helping you with your weight. So if you're you're actually interested in calories in versus calories out, that's fine, right? Yeah. But if you, you have lose no weight, idea how much worse that is to do that than to actually just eat regular whole foods over over your caloric needs. You'd be healthier if you ate more whole foods over what you need than if you ate that. But no one cares about healthy because healthy is not – you can't put a picture of healthy on well, Instagram. What, why I brought this up is because that's changing, hence why they're losing all these subscribers and all this money. But it's like I hear all Weight, this shit. Weight Watchers is the quick fix. Like you just said, it's the quick like, oh, all I got to do is sign up. They'll give me points. They'll send me meals and I'm done. And it's easy. I don't have to think and about it. And it's super it. easy. But it's con- it's literally on the decline. What people don't understand is like the ease of a process. If you're trying to streamline a process super easy right from the get-go and you're not trying to withstand any like pain or, or work, trying to put a little bit of work into it, you're already defeating the purpose. The purpose is already gone. You will never feel good about being lean or being fit if you have not put in the work to achieve that lean and fit body because it takes muscle memory. Like the the thought process is its own muscle memory. Like when I see processed carbohydrates, I don't like that. When I see it, I get repelled. I do not want that in my body. Instead of saying, I've cheated that so much that right now, oh my God, I'm res- I've resisted for so long and I want it. It's like, no, you're not doing the right thing. The whole point is to educate yourself and know that that's not good. Not think that if I don't eat it, I'll lose weight. Know that it's not good so that when you know it and you understand it and you embrace that fact, you'll never feel like you wanted that. Ever. Well, it's also so then you could sustain the way a healthy you, lifestyle. It's forever. the way you think of it too, because if there's a That's boundary, I mean. exactly yeah, if there's a wall of I can't have this, I can't have that, and I can't have this, you're going to want that. For some reason, humans are wired like that, it's and you see it crazy. You see it heavily in kids because they don't have the. I see it the, myself every day. No, I know, but you're a little, you know, we're ma- mature, you're more mature, than, more a mature than, a than a kid, a little more mature than a kid. So you have you have your your self conscious, and you could make decisions. But kids, you see it all the time. If you say no, they're like, mm, yep doing it can't wait till you turn around doing that so but but with food if you think you can't have that you're gonna want it subconsciously even if you don't think about it so the better way to go about it is like you said educating yourself on it so you look at something processed and you say what how is this gonna energy how is this gonna give me energy is it gonna be good it's gonna be bad it's gonna optimize my day or is it gonna bring my day down and by doing that you can look at food and say okay that is definitely the better choice yeah just because i'm going to feel better yeah, but a lot of people go say, I feel better because I ate it and I'm happy because of the taste. Like that's how primitive the approach has been because nobody really wants to focus on it. They Media and marketing help alleviate the pressure of trying to eat healthy because they're like, well, we'll just have low carb cereal. Like, how do well, the fuck just you have count your points? Cereal? Just low count fat your points. Cereal, low fat means good, right? Oh, yeah, the logic sounds right. Like low fat, I don't want fat on my body. Duh. Like, let me go have this. And they don't talk about quantity, they don't talk about anything, but they promote the positive aspects of this thing. Not how does this actually apply to you? What happens practically in your body? No, none of that. That doesn't matter. That doesn't make money. The fuck? Everything's about making money. When you understand that, then you know that you're in this this you're in this race, you're by yourself. You're alone. You know? And you have people out there, but it costs money. You know, you fucked up. It's like when it's like getting into a car accident. You got to repair the car. It's going to cost you something. It sucks that it happened. But when it's over and the car's all clean and it's back and it's not damaged, you're going to be happy. Go pay the money. Get a trainer. Get somebody who's worth talking to, who knows their shit, who embodies what you 
are looking for put in the work and you'll be very happy that you did otherwise stay there be fucking upset you know look at yourself in the mirror with disgust and then go and sit back into your comfort zone that's gonna suck and then you're gonna go and join ww over here you're gonna see three or four pounds lost you be fuck yeah this is what i'm supposed to do then you're gonna develop gut problems and have irritable bowel and you're gonna be upset that that hurts and then that's gonna put you back and then you're gonna be in the cycle of disgust and a lack of any results that you've looked for from the beginning and now you're stuck at square one maybe plus six pounds whoa all right well if you are currently uh, signed up to w&w sorry I, like damn oh, you're listening to the wrong you, podcast guys uh, drop that subscription and come over to young minds <sighs> on that note okay i just let out some gas <laughs> you want to talk about space a little bit i space yes. space did oh you God, hear yeah. what uh elon musk and spacex just did no what the hell are, are you kidding no you i just like space really I like it enough. Dude, not to, this is this, this is, is like, your job, dude. This is you're the one with the astronaut on your background. Me, I have I? Yosemite. No, I changed it. I have Yosemite. Oh, After oh. watching Free Solo, yeah, I okay. changed it. <laughs> it's literally El Cap. Yeah. It's the El okay. Cap. Um, anyway, okay. So this is a pivotal point in space. Uh, the space market, right? The space. Oh, yeah. Like, I like where as, we're going with as this. a market in space. So so listen to what I'm saying. So SpaceX is run by Elon Musk. And he's been, for the past couple of years, launching rockets and trying to get a space program, mm -hmm. right? So the SpaceX Dragon is a rocket he's been building. He, I say he, but it's... A, he's there he's, with, like, grease on I his mean, shirt. It's like, yeah, man. He is, you know what? He done. is actually an engineer. No, he is. He's a and fucking he does, genius. And he does run these companies, but he doesn't sit back like a, like a regular CEO. He actually helps yeah. with the engineering of it. So that's, I'm just going to use him because everyone knows him. So... This rocket, the SpaceX Dragon, he's building it to hold people and give them a tour of space. You go up, you orbit for 10 minutes and come back down. But now what he did, he ran a test run, right? And they launched a couple of days ago. There's a dummy person and like a, is a really cool stuffed animal. Uh, it's an earth stuffed animal with like two hands and two legs and a smiley face. And it's strapped into the seat of the spaceship. And this dummy who's wearing like the SpaceX spacesuit and this stuffed animal earth globe launched up to space completely automated. It went into orbit and attached its, and docked into the space station all on its own. Right. And then the hatch opened and the astronauts in the space station, they went in and took like selfies with the dummies and everything. And this Friday it's going to detach itself and completely on its own, all AI come back to earth and land in the Gulf of Florida. Now, if it all goes successfully, so far the the 50% it went through is success. Is if the reentry is successful, NASA is going to contract out astronaut transportation to SpaceX. Capitalism, dude. It is the first like marketplace for space. So NASA is not going to launch people anymore. They're contracting out to Elon Musk, and his automated ship is going to transport people up and down from space to the space station back to earth whoa crazy whoa crazy isn't it's that cool close man like i said it's man so we're close. gonna get abducted by aliens and <laughs> taken <laughs> over by to AI. if anything we can get away from i the fucked up now. in the beginning of this podcast and said aliens and i was like that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about robots like robots we build ourselves yeah, dude imagine that ai machines like you humans need to go further away from earth and it just starts and it's going. just the momo challenge the just entire that. time <laughs> <laughs> you need to kill everyone on this ship that Nah, fuck that. But that, I just think that's incredible. Dude, that's insane. That's insane. Because now, I mean, 
honestly, people save up for a house. They save up for vacations. I'm save saving up, up for, for space. space. I was dude. just going to ask you if you would go. A hundred. If if it's under a hundred thousand dollars, and I'm in that type of position, that would be something that I would think about doing. Hundred percent later in life. Like like all right, you. That's it. Where you feel like you're probably going to be going soon. I'm get me on one of those. No, ships. at that age, you probably can't handle the the G forces. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Makes no sense. You got to do it. Whatever. Younger. When uh, the but, the oldest I could be. Without, because then what I want to do is take that feeling that we that you could like see Earth. I want to take that feeling back and embody it. That's exactly why I want to go. Because after yeah, watching one weird. strange, but no. you'd be really weird. It'd be very weird to come back and be like, yeah, none of this matters. We're all together, and everyone's but like, fuck no you. Astronauts My do business that. is better than yours. Because listen, we, yeah, we watched... they made the money, and they did what they got to do. They're probably on a pension, just like fuck it. I'm, I know I'm on this rock That's forever. That's not important. What do you mean? That's not going to change the way you view your your space trip. I don't know, dude. I have These the money, people... so I get it. No, not that. No, 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 what? no. Them, like the astronauts, right? So, like, the astronauts go up there. That was their job. That was their career. There's so much revolved around them. I don't know what they were paid. I have no idea. It could be nothing. But, like, their life is that. You know, like us, we'd be like, oh, yeah, we were just working out, and then going to go over there. I mean, there's <laughs> a bunch of the training that come goes back and back. I don't course. even want to fucking do what I do every day. But I talked to a couple people about this. And so far, everybody, everybody's four people. But 100% of the people I asked were like, no way. I would never go. That's crazy. That's so scary. And I'm just like, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. To get the chance to look. That's exactly what you just said before is why I would love to go. To get the chance to look out of a window and see Earth. I don't care about being in space. I don't care about looking out into the universe and seeing something or I just want to look down onto earth and see it as a whole because that documentary watched one strange rock every single astronaut said that the first time they went up into space and they went into the window and looked at earth they all cried it was just like so emotional and you feel such this euphoria and I I want that I want that so bad 100% I would pay $200,000 yeah like for a 10 minute orbit 100% (laughs) damn yeah, no, that would change. But, but I mean, it would change, I mean, your, change your world, man. It would change the way you interface with everything. The speed that technology is going right now, I, I could see that happening in like the next five like years. Annually, like annually going on like a trip to space. Like, oh, we're going to do our uh, – it's like ayahuasca. Like people who are so obsessed with like they going go down, down to Panama. Yeah, they go to Panama. Uh, no, they go down to Peru. Peru. And they uh, they do like this hallucinogenic drug, like DMT mm. type of shit with like a shaman. With all- I would just go to space and be like, remember, you're nothing. Go back now. <laughs> like, you yeah, just go right. like, you are nothing. Little, oh, true. You just go back down. That'd be amazing. That's freaky, dude. That's some freaky shit. Wait, so you finished the, you know? the series, right? Yeah, yeah. I finished. That How, last one was yes. tears. That's what bro. I want to talk about. Tears. How crazy was the re-entry? Yeah, so for everyone who understands what we were just talking about, One Strange Rock, the last episode, that re-entry. I mean, it wasn't as, I mean, it was fucking insane because there's like three seconds of it. It's not dude, a lot. No, but the way she explained it. Oh yeah, she's like she it's said, like two car crashes. No, 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 but you're going you're going seventeen thousand miles an hour when you re-enter the Earth. Yeah. Right. So, and there's a vi- there's footage of there's like a GoPro in the capsule, right? So the capsule that re-enters Earth, there's three people in it, and it is literally the size of three people side by side. Yeah, it looks you are as strapped if, in. Yeah. You are completely covered in, in by like metal, right? And you're just strapped in a seat that molds the human body. And it's just one person, one person, one person right next to each other. And then boom, cave. And you're going 17,000 miles an hour. 
I think that's around the speed of of sound. No, the speed of sound is nine hundred. It's like mm. seven hundred and fifty miles an hour. You're going is way it? faster than sound. Fuck sound at that point, dude. You're doing okay. you're doing thirty times the speed of sound. Maybe like twenty five times the speed of sound. Because you're, you're you're flying way around the faster. earth. Yeah. But then once you start entering it in, you're still going that speed. Anyways, yeah. in the video, there's a window next to the lady. It's I mean, it's got to be like a six-inch window, literally. Yeah, it looks and like a probably, airplane window. Yeah, probably, dude, I don't know how thick that glass is, it, but it's extremely It was thick. made of diamonds. So all you see is three people strapped in molds of themselves, vibrating like crazy as they enter the earth and hit the, the particles in the air, and just fire through the window. Just like... <laughs> They were a Fire, comet, dude. Like people were a comet, and and she was explaining how going seventeen thousand miles an hour, you have to hit the Earth perfectly, so your trajectory wraps around and lands where you want to land. Mm-hmm. And from seventeen thousand, you have to get down to a speed of you know able to hit the ground. Yeah. So they, I mean, the, the big critical part is once they start slowing down just from the atmosphere itself, they then pull par- Excuse me, pull a parachute. There's two parachutes actually. Oh, yeah, but the one dis- – there's something else instead of it just falling yeah. into Earth. There's one parachute that stops it a little bit, then another parachute that comes out when it's closer to the ground, mm-hmm. and then there's actually six little uh, rockets at the bottom. And when it comes to about two feet from the ground, they all just poof, like full thrust, and that slows down the capsule a, a little bit, but it still hits the ground like two car crashes, she said. Unreal. Yeah. So unreal. what do you think – I mean if we went up to space like – commercially i don't think we could like how would we land I fuck it can't do. be like i don't that. even know how we're getting up there you know we're gonna land i think going up going up step z dude i'm looking at step a i feel like going up is the simple part i don't even know how to sign up for this shit i feel like they coming down know how coming to... down has to be like a lot cleaner for normal people I, you would hope so you know but i mean that'd be like the price you pay big you want to go see the earth well you got to do a little bit of it's just like people want to lose weight like you want to lose weight just stop fucking buying the bullshit and taking the safe route because it's not safe stupid yeah go in there like a like an adult take the beating on the way down you know you know what's sad too no nothing's perfect robot or human so there's going to be an accident yeah it's inevitable there's always going to be an accident it depends how many out of how many depends the ratio yeah but i feel like now it's like one out of 17 i feel like nowadays and especially when this is a real thing in five years when that accident happens and it's just like normal civilians Oh my God! People are gonna go up in arms to the program. Actually, in that case, probably up in flames. (laughs) Yeah, no. It'll be a fun time. I don't know, dude. I'm out. I'm out on it right now. I'm gonna wait till they do like a hundred, a hundred fifty tests. I would honestly be the first one. Um, have fun, dude. I guess I'll run this by myself. (laughs) This will be a solo cast. No chance, bro. Uh, I watched this show last night on Netflix. Uh, it's called the 2000s. You ever see it? I saw the thumbnail for it, but I didn't watch it. So the first episode, it's pretty cool. Um, I watched the first episode that was about HBO and how HBO about changed. HBO. It was so basically they're starting like from 2000, I guess 1999. The Sopranos came out, and okay. that revolutionized what TV was. Right. So really, back, that one show. So so think about like technology, right? So while we're on the technology kick, I'll bring it up. So in the 90s, TV shows were like sitcoms, kind of like set up uh, audience, audi- right. like live studio audience. And like it was 
these select people from program that was paid for like PBS or NBC, like those big names. So they had all of these guidelines. Like you can't say this, you can't say shit, you can't say fuck. It was not, it, it wasn't private. It wasn't a private company that was doing it. It was very like uh, corporately run. corporate. Yeah. Like very, a lot of rules and guidelines. So HBO came in and was like, literally fuck that. Right. So like with a capital F and they would, you'd pay for it. You had to pay for HBO. So it was taking consumer money and not just general cable television, right? So just giving that freedom, the capitalism, was able to explore. They were able to explore new types of shows. So The Sopranos came out, and The Sopranos, they changed everything. You were able to talk about a mobster who was inherently bad, right, but show the good side of them. So you were glorifying the bad guy, and it's never been done before. And I thought about it. I was like, I, I mean, I was relatively young during the 90s. I wasn't watching anything that was adult. But like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Friends. Friends came out in the 2000s? I don't even know. Ooh, I don't know. Friends, I think Caitlin maybe late 90s. Maybe that. late 90s or like a full house. Yep. You know, like you had all these like family shows, these sitcoms. And, and it was then just like, like dad jokes. And like cartoons, you yep. know, nothing crazy. And it was like, yeah, like bullshit humor, like family humor. So then HBO comes in and they're like, well, we're not part of – those big companies so we're just gonna do shit our own way and the sopranos was like the biggest show ever like by far and it set the standard and then they started putting live comedy on there they started showing tits on there so people are like oh, i'm paying for this yeah. like you don't see this anywhere <laughs> that else. was really smart you know, on the their move. second you put tits in it it's a wrap you know people are all they're ready you know so hbo comes in and changes how everything is done so then from there they were talking about um, what was the show? Um, so they slow like the show, the slow progression. And they were saying how like HBO presented this new format for TV shows and how instead of being just a show with an episode, that's kind of irrelevant or, you know, uh, it would be like standalone episodes. Like if you watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, it would be an episode that you could watch. If it was season one, season two or season three, you could watch any episode and yeah. not have to watch any others as a prereq. Right. So the, the following that shows got over time. Like Sopranos was a storyline. They were the first ones to do that? They were the first ones to be the R-rated level. And but like to, a storyline where you have to watch yes, season yes, one. That's, that's really too. cool. Yeah. And then but then the next one that came out was uh Lost. Was like the oh next show. My God. Where every, I was so the my next, mom were in So they were showing the that. evolution of how T V changed. And Lost, Lost is HBO? No, it's not. But they were showing okay. how HBO like opened people's it's eyes. ABC. To, no, I know, but Is Lost. Um, sorry, let's. I was speaking. I know, but now you just said Lost, <laughs> so, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, I remember that. exactly. What now everyone's lost. Show. Who's listening? Um, so, so HBO brings the the Sopranos. <laughs> the Sopranos show they unlock this ability for TV, right? So now, like in your living room on a television show, not a movie, you could watch this level of production and storyline capabilities and length of episode, right? Then the next big breakthrough was Lost. Lost was a movie every episode. Think about it. The production value of Lost was like fucking miles above anything else that was ever made. Because everything would be like, you know, they would they would show, you know, someone's living room like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. There's so many scenes in that living room. Or mm -hmm. like... Um, it was like three spots. Everything, yeah. The living room, like, the kitchen, and then like the bedroom. And bedroom, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Backyard. you had such a small, yeah, such a small uh, setting. Set. A set, yeah, that... 
Um, so then Lost was like this production value. Every time it was movie production value. Movie, movie, movie. And forever. And then they were talking about starting shows like that. Think about how you have to end them. People get so attached to the storyline and the characters for such a long period of time. It's like a movie. You don't get enough of an attachment to the character. You get two hours. You kind of get attached. And then it ends. You're like, oh, that was a cool, like, crescendo of emotions. And then it drops. And then that was it. It's fine. But when you have to wait every week and you you get addicted, you, like, you don't go to your friend's house. No, Sunday night, 7 p.m. No, 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 I'm home, bitch. Like, no, no way. So that created this culture revolved around TV. And they were saying, like, how they had to end The Sopranos. Do you know how The Sopranos... Did you even watch it? I didn't watch it, but I watched what they showed for the ending. And supposedly this went on for multiple seasons and people wanted more and more and more. And they're like, we don't know how to end this because how people are going to be devastated. Like, how do we end this this movie? We don't want to kill the guy. So they're like... The whole episode was like them sitting in a diner with his family. Can I get the charger? For yeah, my sure. Shuts off. <laughs> Damn. So, it's like the first time we podcasted. Yeah, right. Um, so the whole family, the Soprano family, is in a diner. And he's with his family, his wife, his kids, whatever. And then a bunch of people start walking into the, the diner. And he, the main character looks up. And you hear the door open. like the You ever hear like bells on a door mm-hmm. when it opens? Ding. And then... The screen goes black and there's no storyline. And you're like, whoa, what the hell did you do to people for like four seasons? And that is how you end the show. And they got shit for it. Sopranos got like wrecked after that. The name got screwed. Like people hated it. And they're like, wow, we have to learn how to how to end these shows because we started something we didn't know how to finish. Think about it. From the beginning, you're like, oh, we're going to start the show. We're going to lead them on. We're going to do all this shit. But, oh, wait, how do we end it? Yeah, you create so much trash. You don't know if it's going to be good the first season, right? This is the first time you're doing a show like this. You don't know how it's going to grab. And then mm-hmm. it grabs you. Okay, we're going to do season two. Then season three. Oh, season four. And then, oh, we got nothing left. That's what happened with Lost. Lost, they were like, we're running out of flashbacks. Yeah. No, I remember we, they didn't st- know we how stopped to... watching like one of the last at couple some point, seasons. Like a polar like... bear in the middle of the way the fuck? Well, and because that was Lost wasn't one. Lost. Uh, isn't that the island you go to before you go to hell or heaven? I right? didn't it watch was, all yeah, of it. That's, I got at the end, sick of it after season At the two, end, that's like, what it turned stupid. into. They're all dead. And that was the place. What's that called? In the middle of heaven and hell? Limbo. Fuck what I know. This is a word for it. I don't know. Sure. That. It's all but real. At, that turned out to be that place. And they were all... You know, like life was seeing where they were going to be sent. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I didn't even make it through that show because I was like, this sucks. But um, then they were saying how this opened up the media to now doing basically anything you want with TV now. Now it's like, all right, reality shows. So this is, excuse me, this was how reality shows then came about. The, was uh, it Jersey Shore? No, Survivor. Oh, yeah. Survivor was oh, the yeah, first yeah. show where they were like, we're just going to film a bunch of people and see what happens. Like, let's just put everybody on an island and see how they work together to They're build up. They're still filming. Dude, they, but they initially went into Survivor thinking, we're going to figure, we're going to see a bunch of people try to figure out and work together and build something so that they could survive. No. Day one, 
out of nowhere, the drama unfolds. Peep, uh, this one guy, I don't know what his name was because I didn't watch Survivor, but anyone listening who did watch it, they know this is this one guy who was like corporate structure. No, the guy came from corporate and he was that type of guy who was like into structure and delegating tasks and organization. And then there were all these like weird kind of like middle of the country people who are like, you don't know what you're talking about. You and the big wigs out in the corporate America, you don't understand. We're out in the wild. The wild doesn't care. It's like these weirdos. And this guy was alienated and they created like this. You watch like nature Little unfold. Tribes. Yeah, you watch nature unfold in front of your eyes. And this guy ended up winning Survivor, the the guy who created the structure or was thinking about creating structure. Um, so they were like, oh, this changed the fucking game, literally. So then from there, people got excited because they grew uh, relationships to the characters and they couldn't wait to see what was happening next season. And then that's when reality shows started to pop up everywhere. And then the next evolution was... A political satire. So basically like uh, John Stewart. John Stewart, how he's like, he's political, but he's a comedian. Right? Mm -hmm. So he takes, he was able to have interviews. It's called Crossfire. You'd have interviews with like the Democrats and the Republicans. And he would be like the funny middleman who could extract uh, the truth out of both of them and try to like corner them. Because, you know, if you have like a political debate between the two, it's not going to be as good when you have someone in the middle who's calling bullshit, the mediator. Right. And who's funny and witty. So he opened up the the discussion between Democrat and Republican and just fired at both of them. Like, you're an idiot. This doesn't work. How is this possibly going to work? You're saying this just to get political leverage and like completely destroyed what we view uh, the the uh, political leader as like what what the the shield that they used to have this like uh, power shield that it looked like or this uh, persona that we perceived. He destroyed it. So then from there, we started making more jokes and started going reckless with TV. And I was like, if you had an interest in business, uh, Donald Trump, his, uh, The Apprentice, became big after that. Um, how it was just like they started a show with no plot. They had no idea what they were doing. They were like, we just know Donald Trump. He's got a crazy, uh, he's got a crazy personality. And we're just going to have people do business shit and see if it hits. And it hit. And then they're just starting to play with all different things. And... Uh, how Oprah shaped how women are viewed and like how it's like uh, powerful women and getting in touch with your feelings. And then it branched out into all this different shit. But uh, they were really concerned at the end with like how you end series. And that really fucked with my head. Cause it was like, wow, because you're doing all it's like a relationship. But like when it ends, it's like almost as if someone died or like you went through a breakup. Like when a season ends, that sucks. You know, like, I don't know how it is on Netflix or whatever. You you watch shows. Like, I don't watch shows for, not for that well, reason. Well, you've but seen like, Breaking Bad, right? No, I haven't seen anything. Oh, I don't man. watch shit. Like, I just don't. I watch documentaries so, or I what I wanted to, to bring up is that fast forward, because you're talking early 2000s, fast forward now, what you see a lot of is they're taking either books or movies and creating series with them. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's bring up HBO. Um, HBO is the, the company that produces Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. right? So Game of Thrones season eight, the last season is coming out April 14th. I'm a huge fan, super excited. Their trailer just came out today, like their new trailer. So the beauty of creating a series is that that book or that movie like wouldn't do it justice. Because like you were saying before, how what have they done that with before? What? What What movies have they done that with? Um, that are big like i know there's a movie out there a couple of them i don't remember see if you could think about while i keep going yeah so (laughs) so the beauty is that you can now take this this small movie or this little book right and expand it over hundreds of hours i mean uh game of thrones 
there's eight seasons, 10 episodes in each, and they're an hour long. So you have literally 80 hours of falling in love with characters and Mm -hmm. creating a bond and learning backstories here and this story and this person and this tribe with here and 80 hours, dude. And I will have watched all of it after this April and of course and May. And it it's it's beautiful now that, you know, we get to just engulf ourselves in it. It's not just a little movie anymore. You know, it's so much mm-hmm. more to it, so much more substance. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think what that is is just kind of like a glimpse into what we are attracted to naturally, right? Like with social media, it disconnects us from people and just shows the positive attribute. Meanwhile, this is like when we're watching something, right? We watch our phone, we watch YouTube. We don't really make a connection to the people. We just kind of look at what they have or what they do. Here on shows, we get like this emotional connection as if we know them, as if we live with them. We're developing, they're developing their character right in front of you and you feel like you have a bond with them. You almost feel like you know them personally. And that I think that's what we seek so bad. And I think that's why these shows are so big because we don't have that around us. I feel like people seek shows like that because they're like, I get to experience deep emotional connection and drama and real life interaction while my life is consumed with things that I'm kind of compromising with. Or maybe I don't have that optimal relationship or maybe my relationship is very stale and I'm looking for that drama. That's what I really think people have going on with these shows i'm not necessarily saying you do but i am <laughs> i didn't even think of that i don't know i saw the eyes like perk no, up. No, I was I like, oh no 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 i'm not talking about you but like what, what i think is that it's i don't know i feel like it's a void filler for i a lot think of people. people are wanting more long form uh media yeah so hence why podcasts are more popular now oh hey that's us uh and hence plug. why series are becoming more popular netflix mm-hmm. actually what they're doing is they're pumping out all these series and a good 80% of them only have one season and then they cut it. If it's not a hit the first season, they'll cut they'll cut the yeah, the noticed. production of it. Yeah. So there's all these things, all these different scripts that only have one season and that's it. And then the ones that hit are they keep going. So what they're doing instead of pumping out movies, they're pumping out series. Yeah, which is smarter because now you have more time. You're paying one cast. You probably pay less money because now you're compounding each episode over a longer period of time. So you pay... You pay it more, but per episode you pay less, right? So like Maybe. it makes sense. I mean, I don't know the movie industry, but but you probably would, right? It wouldn't go up. It wouldn't be like, all right, if we do ten episodes, it's a million. If we do twenty, it's two point five. Like it's yeah. just not gonna. I get you know? what you're saying. So, um, but regardless, one thing I did want to uh, talk about because this is the first time I'm watching it, and it, dude, fucking hilarious. What are you watching? The Office. Your first time? I've never watched The Office <laughs> ever. Oh my god! So, so they showed a scene. Did you in start this, from the beginning? The first episode, dude. The fir- dude, I fucking. You love know what's it. crazy? They Steve Carell. Yeah, Steve Carell. Oh, Bro, man, they hit the, the characters cringe. perfect on day one. Like they didn't have to take a season to kind of figure no. out what people like the most, what's the funniest. Day one, season one, episode one, they killed it. Perfect, perfect acting and <laughs> bro, bro I can't cringe even. humor times 10 oh man i was like I, I, do i get high do i get high right now and watch this and just piss myself what, like, are, you, no, what are you at right so now hard still uh, season one or episode two episode i didn't two. i just watched two of them just be like, oh, is it always wow, this funny Frank. and it is it's hilarious you haven't seen uh, well I'm i sure watched seen, so like, i watched the 2000s show and then i was like the office everyone talks about it and not one person has said they didn't like it there's memes about it i'm like this is i'm missing out i'm dude you i are. love comedy i don't like the emotional like oh my god we you, you prevailed through all this fuck you no 
comedy. Like standalone episodes, I love that. Like that shit is my And they're jam. short too. What are they? Like 20, 30 minutes. 30 minutes, right? Because there's no commercials. I think it's 26 minutes or something. I was going to say something in the 20s. Yeah. And I was like, Super this, short. Is, this is how I watch TV. You know, yeah. short. Just I don't need this whole long form thing. Yeah, I get anxiety if I don't see the episodes. Yeah, you would like Game of Thrones, though. I, I probably would. I don't know. I probably would. I'm not going to say I don't. Maybe. But I don't want to open my mind to it because I feel like it's just going to... It's There's no benefit to me at all there. To I, you, yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm good. But uh, I'm... Uh, Okay. I'm cashed out of now. The we're ideas. ending I the podcast. All that. Yes, we're gonna end it now, guys. I'm really happy you watched The Office. Though. Right. Because oh, sometimes funny. I'll come in here and throw uh, it up please, on Netflix. Please. And please, dude. Yeah. Oh, we should man, have, we should so just good. have The Office just playing on, constantly, just on repeat. That boosted my mood so much yesterday. Like I, I was gonna go to bed and I was like on my descent, and that shit immediately woke me up. And, and I, I like, like that you're oh, watching it because I kind of want to do that around here, like a little yeah. bit, you know. The office, like, like film some stuff in uh, that sense. It's so fun. I love the format. The format is hilarious. It's simple. Like, and what the cool part is, it's it's um, it's not all scripted. I don't like, think some so. Of it doesn't is, seem um, like it. Yeah, at all. Oh my god, what is it called? Will Ferrell does it all the time. Improv. 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 Okay, yeah, my bad. Will Ferrell's like the talking. improv king. Yeah. Every movie he does is. And I can tell with Stephen Carell, he's doing it too. Because I'm like, there's no way they you wrote that down. You no. didn't write. The gestures down. That's what it is. The gestures and the emotions you make and, and like the stare. little noises. Yeah, his those stare. are all improv. Not all, but 100%. Yeah. Uh, but after a while, they probably understand the character. So you start just... Oh, exactly. Sh- you start throwing... How many seasons? At the hip. There's a lot, right? I, dude, I scrolled up to one. Like scrolled. So there's like almost 10. You think there's so? There's a lot. I'm going to look it up. What I scrolled That'll be the last through, thing. Uh, was, it was a long list of scrolling. But dude, I, I find it hilarious, man. That That... I'm so happy I saved it. Nine. Okay. Nine. Yeah. Saving it till now. Oh, so it started in 2005. Yeah. So it was in that. I got to watch that. The 2000s. uh, Watch it. It's it's pretty cool. It's kind of like it's media about media. Yeah. I'll take it. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah. Exactly what it was. Um, But yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. And we're going to try to crank these out a little bit more now. Yeah, actually, I want to explain the structure, what we're going to do now, just so you guys are aware. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of Young Minds projects that we're working on. So we we love podcasting, but we're not – if we podcasted every day, right, now that we have the studio. Or even three times a week. Or even three times a week. It would take up a lot of our times, but we need to delegate our times to these other projects we're doing. Uh, it's all going to be under Young Minds as a company, which, by the way, we are officially oh, an LLC. We are officially incorporated Young mm-hmm. Minds Media. Yeah. Young Minds wasn't available for some reason, so whoever's out there yeah. who has Young Loser. Minds LLC, you 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 messed us up. Made me bit. cry a little bit, but it's okay. Young Minds Media LLC. Um, so the structure that we're doing now, just so we have more time to do the other things we want with this company, um, we're going to podcast twice a week, right? Very nice, Frank. We're going to podcast twice a week, one of them being a day like today where Frank and I just bullshit back and forth, be funny, you know, hit topics of of studies we've read or just random stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be very free-flowing because that is what I like. I like to come in here and just laugh, have a good time. That's fun. So one of those are cool. And then the other one, the second one during the week is going to, we're just going to be answering questions. Questions that you send in from polls yeah. on Instagram or yeah. and we got you, a lot of DMs anyway, just yeah, DMs shit. or just like, commenting on the photos. Yeah. They're mainly fitness questions, honestly. Yeah. So my problem personally, and I know Justin has this issue with DMs too. Like whenever I get a DM and it's got a que- a fitness question or a nutrition question, dude, oh, I there's not enough space. There's not enough space in a in a chat for me to even yeah. write it. Because you I'm have to understand when you ask a question that's simple in your eyes, like what oh, do I what eat should for I breakfast? eat? Yeah, it's like. 
There is so many layers to that question. It depends on hundreds of things. I could talk about it for 20 minutes right now. Yeah. So over text, it's just not easy. So what we're going to do is one episode is going to be strictly questions and we're going to answer them all. And then every time we get a guest to come on, we'll just sprinkle that in throughout the twice a week. Yeah, 100%. And if you have anybody who you think would be interesting to have an interview with who lives in Long Island, please feel free to send a DM to mine or Justin's Instagram or especially the Young Minds Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, what about um, that one? But yeah, anyway, if you follow probably one of us at least, right? But yeah. uh, anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Oh, and I do want to say. Let Justin plug one more thing. Yes, uh, youngmindspodcast.com. If you go to the shop section, oh, we have no. some new merch and some really cool. Did you make my pants? I was wait. I actually have it pulled up. Actually, I don't anymore. I quit Safari. I exited it on accident. I forgot. That's cool. Thanks. But we need to make your leggings, yeah, because yeah. Frank likes to walk around in tights, which is cute. Fine. I know. Not gonna is. say anything. That's why I wear them. <laughs> anyway, check out the shop. We have some new products up there that are really cool. We have them coming in soon, so we'll take uh, photos and videos with I, them. Yeah, I bet you would like that. All right, guys. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening again, and uh, enjoy your day, your night, your day at work, whatever the hell you're doing. See ya. I'm not fucking.